Carlton fans and for anyone else who may be listening for unexplainable reasons, uh, it is the Big Footy Blues podcast and we're back on a positive note after an awesome win by the Blues over Essendon. Um, I'm your host, Shandog, and with me today is Happy Dude. G'day, mate. Hey. And we are joined by the always awesome Blue Gum. How you doing? Good, thank you. Excellent. How good is it to be back here and to talk about a win? Awesome. Okay. <laughs> the, the the only thing that makes it even better is that it was a win over those pricks. You were telling us before we we went on uh, a start of recording just how much you love us and then happy dude. Yeah, no, they're they're my favourite team for um holding up the ladder and stepping on, and also <laughs> when you need to blow your nose, they'd make a good rag. <laughs> yeah, I uh I I concur with all of that, and I reckon that most. Uh, big footy posters on our board would as well. Most people with more than one brain cell would concur yeah. with that. You know what? I will. I will say this for them though. We've had um, a lot of uh, Essendon supporters come into not only just the banter thread that we had before the game, but also the match day thread um, before and after. And um, I can't remember a single one that was an absolute fog. And they're actually quite good about it. And uh, it, it makes it really difficult to hate them because I really want to. But they were being could really the nice. could, could recent events have taught them any sort of humility? Well, I, that's I, what I, I was wondering. Maybe I don't know. There's just maybe they're starting to realise that taking a team that finishes at the bottom of a ladder and then throwing a lot of plays in there that struggle to make the top eight altogether doesn't make a good team. Mm, it could be. I think they might be learning that lesson. <laughs> well, ten years of mediocrity, not being able to win a final. Um, but then overrating the shit out of your team, thinking this year we're going to make the top four. Um, I, I was saying on the weekend, actually, at the game, that uh, I think they're starting to turn what I call the Richmond corner, where they're getting a lot of good attendances to their game, even though their team's going nowhere and they're really not going to achieve anything anytime soon, just like Richmond. But, you know, they're starting to get that build-up around them, that hype, that real passion for nothing um, is starting to infiltrate the club. Big time. You never go full Richmond, as they say. Well, um, this is a fantastic introduction. We'll jump into the, the what happened on the weekend. So on uh, Sunday, round three at the MCG um, that re- kind of resembled playing during the wet season in far north Queensland or, or Darwin because it was bucketing down. Uh, Carlton came out eventual victors, seven goals, 15, uh, 57 over the scummy Dons, 6-6-42. There was a lot to like about uh, how we went about that win, and um, I'll, I'll put my thoughts over in a minute. But, um, yeah, so initial thoughts after the game. Uh, what did you like? What didn't you like? Uh, happy dude? Um, I really liked our uh, way we could keep the ball in our half of the ground. Um, the willingness to tackle and attack the ball carrier for once, as opposed to the first two weeks. That's something that really got to me those first two games was we just seemed to let people run down the field rather than lay hard tackles all the time. Uh, the thing that really annoyed me, though, about the game was our inability to convert goals. The amount oh, of times we sprayed. I know it was wet, so it doesn't annoy me as much as it would have had we been playing in Etihad, like a certain Melbourne team. 
that cost themselves <laughs> a game by doing the exact same thing. But, you know, 14 points to 4 points is just pretty crazy. Yeah, that was, um, we had uh, 22 scoring shots to their 12, so 10 more. And that uh, doesn't, I, I think they might have kicked one or two out in the full as well. But we had a couple of set shots that were <laughs> just miles We off. kicked one or two out on the full as well. Yeah, from, not even from in play, like from set shots where you'd expect better than that too. So really, um, the way we were playing, we were on top for everything past the first quarter where it was a bit of a battle. We were on top for the rest of the game, realistically. We probably should have won by a few goals, but you take them when they come, don't you? Yeah, I was surprised to see um, in the stats after the game that most of the categories were fairly even. Yeah, it was just the effectiveness, I think. We we were we played, where, everyone has been saying it, and I think they're correct, we, we played wet weather footy so much better that when, this, you know, a possess, not all possessions are made equal. You know, mm. so yeah. But uh, blue gum, how'd you see it? Yeah, yeah, same. We we haven't played wet weather footy well for years. I hadn't thought, and that was the first time like we seemed to have a game plan to suit it. It was grouse. Like we were waiting till someone took possession of the ball and then tackling them, and you know, closing down. It was it was really really good. Yeah, and everyone smart. everyone was in on it. It was across the board. It was excellent. Yeah, I think that's one of their key points too. Is that there was no real passengers in this um, in the lineup. I mean, I don't want to harp on the negative stuff too early, but there's probably only a couple of players really that you could be pretty critical of what they provided their output. Come on, Chandog. This was even our slogan a few years ago. No passengers. No, no yeah. passengers. I, <laughs> I, I remembered that as I said it, and I was oh, I feel I feel dirty quoting slogan like that. Um, they must have got in my head. It's better than um. At 85 Alive, which we did have. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't even want to know. All right. <laughs> it sounds like before my time. <laughs> uh, 85 Alive, can you smell what the blues are cooking? No uh, passengers. Isn't that bad? Isn't that bad? That sounds like a better slogan than all of them. Um, well, I think that, I think that's where we're headed. <laughs> Come on, guys. It isn't that bad. Yeah, I like it. Um Okay, so quick, we'll go down quickly through um, some of the big disposal getters in the game. So Gibbs and Murphy both had over uh, 30 each, with Gibbs 20 contested possessions, which was huge. Um, he was really slogging in and under in the packs there and, and moving the ball forward. Um, Paddy Cripps had 24, Ed Kono 24. Uh, then there was uh, the usual guys down back, Simpson, Doherty, Plowman, all with around 20 each as well. Simon White tipped in with a fair few. Um, and yeah, but other than that, um, every single person, as I look down the list, um, contributed something pretty, pretty good to the win. Interesting to know, or not interesting, but, um, I found it a bit amusing that last week beforehand, I was complaining about, uh, Levi Casbolt not being able to take a mark. And then the very next game we play is in torrential rain when pretty much nobody can take a mark. And his exact job was to go up and create a contest. And it didn't matter if he took the mark or not. So by simply playing to the level he played the last two weeks, he went from being, oh, my God, I can't believe he's not taking a mark, to awesome, Casbolt, you're doing exactly what we want you to. Yep. And he didn't change his output at all. That's so true. <laughs> start praying for rain before every match, I reckon. Well, if that's going to be the result, I reckon we should. Now I'm a bit worried um, as a sort of uh, lead into next week is, um, oh, awesome, we beat Essendon. Oh, look, what? Gold Coast just beat Hawthorne by 80 points? Yeah, Shit. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Under the roof at Eddie Head. But where are we playing them? 
uh, we are, we'll get to the game in a little bit, but we are going to be playing. Uh, <laughs> we are. We're going to be playing him Yeah, that's right. Uh, on a Saturday uh, evening. Um, but uh, let's let's go through, guys. We'll go um, your, your best three for the match um, and what you liked about them. I'll start with one, which was Cruiser, because he just did what he's done for the last two weeks was be that tractor and be that extra um, person at the contests. Not necessarily winning the taps, but just like pushing it forward. And in the wet, it was just invaluable. It was grouse again. Yeah, it was, they had a yeah. monumental game. Yeah, 11 tackles, which was the game high, I believe. And um, what was it? Uh, six six clearances or something? Eight clearances. Um, that's uh, that's what you want from from your big ruckman in those conditions, isn't it? Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. For mine, it'd be um, uh, no particular order, but Murphy Cruiser Plowman. Like Plowman in the back line was just not. He didn't take all these marks, but he was even there to spoil them. Like he was just everywhere the ball fell in their falls line. Yeah, tackling pressure and everything. And his ball use was really, really good. And that's been pretty consistent for the first couple of weeks. Um, his disposal efficiency has been right up there um, in the high 90s or even 100%, I think, for the first three games. And that just goes to show, um, I think that might have been one of his knocks really last year was he wasn't using the ball very well. Um, but he's tightened that right up and he, he looks rock solid with it. Um, he's just a smart footballer, I reckon. He is. And... Uh, I think that's what we're going for with all these sort of players that we're getting in. Genuinely smart footballers and good people. So it's great. Which is good. Believe it or not, I reckon that makes a good football side. <laughs> so... mm, there you go. Go figure. Who would have thought? <laughs> Colour me astonished. Um, oh, your other two, Blue Gun. So you had uh, Cruz, number one? Uh, yeah, Plowman. And I thought, um, oh, this it's hard. But also <laughs> uh, Doc in, in the last quarter was just yep. like cutting them off. Any time they were coming back at into the forward line, they were dead because of Doc. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he pronounced them dead, the Doc. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a really good point. And it also goes back to, I think, um, how well Brennan Bolton coached because we had at different stages, uh, usually we had an extra in defence. Um particularly in that last quarter when they were trying to surge back and get the ball forward at all costs, the way that we'd set up, we still had Doc roaming back there, and he just, like he said, he grabbed everything that came back and then sent it sent it back into the middle again to a contest that was at least 50-50. Um, he even did a row punch at one stage. Did he? Know? He did. <laughs> Does any, yeah. Can anyone do a row punch like Ro, though? I mean, <laughs> that, that's a special sort of punch of its own. <laughs> I, I think Ro running into... Um, not even a pack, but in between a bunch of players where he's the only one around and he still goes to the, two, the two-handed punch. He's yeah, just a specialty that no one else would be able to match. <laughs> he did take some two-handed strong punch marks with no body-on-body contact. He absolutely destroyed um, uh, Danaher in one marking contest, made him look silly in the wet. That was in the, yeah, that was great. So I reckon that, that confidence that Rowie needs to try and take his marks is, is coming. Uh, it, it, yeah. I think the start of the year he did this last time as well and he got better and better and then was taking big pack grabs. So um he's a he's alright in my book so I'll really look, I'm gonna find out here yeah. actually he took uh he took four marks for the day, two of them contested. So in those conditions, uh, no one took more than two contested marks in those conditions, so he'd be great. Um yeah. I'd also I wanna put a shout out as well. I know everyone was probably thinking it, we just overlooked it here. Um uh, Tom Williamson for his first game was extraordinary. Yep. 
Um, it was. Some, someone else mentioned it too, and uh, I think they got in a bit before me. They said, oh, it's his game to halftime or something was reminding me of uh, Andy Walker's first game where he was just all over it. Yeah. And then the rank came. So really great for him to not only have such a positive debut, but to do it in conditions that are more reports completely counter to his sort of style of football being a fast running long kicking footballer so um how exciting is that and wasn't his uh, kicking really nice absolutely mm. look good um low sharp um yeah. hit the targets every time brilliant oh, him, <laughs> i was so excited when he started running into uh in through 50 there to have a ping at goals and uh i, I couldn't believe the luck that he'd, he'd miss that would have been uh, that would have been a perfect debut if you had a slotted one as well on the run. Mm. Yeah, especially in those conditions, it would have been awesome. Well, all right, so let's go to. We've talked a bit about how uh, the positives there. Uh, does anyone have any glaring negatives that they would like to bring up? I've got un unpopular opinion right here. Go ahead, um, and I mentioned I mentioned on the day, and I even got got some from uh, some passionate supporters sitting around me. Um, not just in this one game, because I understand it was wet. But overall, in his past 11 games, I feel like um, Hoju's kicking has been a bit average. And Hoju is sausage. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified because I had no idea what you were talking about. No, he has There's been. This, yeah. Like, he, mainly just his kicking for goal. He just see, can't seem to get it to go right. Like, I'm not saying he can't do it because obviously, you know, he's a, he's a very smart natural footballer, but I'm just... He's one, the one player currently in our forward line, because Levi Caswell has been taking marks, who lines up for a set shot, and I'm worried about where it's going. Yeah, and you know what's oh. strange too, because he, he has such a good kicking action, and normally mm. kicks so well. I, don't, it's, I think it's a maybe a mental thing in front of goals that he just needs I, to work I through. hope it is, and he can sort of shake it and start to nail goals. But he's he's been unreliable at best for us um, as a forward, and that's his job. Um, I'm not saying we should drop him or anything like that. I'm just saying that, like, so far, um, with our current output, that's an area that needs to be improved. Yeah, so it's not good for him. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is. I think, I think it might just be pressure, I think. Um, mm. But you're right, because we we don't get too many um, chances to convert. I think we've got one of the... I haven't looked at the stats since this game, but before it, we had one of the lowest... Um, sort of conversion rates of inside 50s to goals of any team would must have been 18th or 17th or something like that. So when we get those chances, you really got to take them. Um, no, no, no more important than um, uh, in, in a wet game like that as well. And I think he missed a couple there. He kicked two behinds. Um, one of them I can recall off the top of my head was definitely a soda that he should have kicked. Uh, but he mm. wasn't alone there. Um, so that had, that uh, like down. I said, yet, yesterday in isolation, um, yeah. we can't single out yesterday's game because uh, it was wet. So a lot of people were missing easy shots, but it just was just true to what we've seen from him so far in the 11 games he has played. He's, um, even his first game against Collingwood last year, there was an easy goal where he should have kicked, but he didn't, which I forgave because it was his first game. But I feel like someone like that we can keep, and we probably will keep making excuses for, but um, that's what he really needs to sort of work on. No, you're right. I do recall when he lined up for goal at one point, they said his goal-kicking career statistics was... Um... I'm just plucking a figure from my backside and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something like uh, six goals, 14 or something. And I, I was really surprised when I saw him. Really? And then I thought back and went, yeah, actually, you know what? I, I remember him missing quite a few shots on goal. Uh, but he hasn't been spraying at Casbolt style. It's just a no, mental he's thing. Not, he's, yeah, he's, he's not as worries, worrisome as Casbolt. 
And um, like I said, if Casbolt has been taking marks, I'd be more worried about Casbolt. But Casbolt <laughs> has been taking the marks this year yeah. for me to be worried about in the first place. Uh, so a negative from you, Blue Gun. Did you see any negative in that? Or was it just all good times? Uh, but it's just pretty much good times. Like, like Carriage and Palmer didn't kind of like deliver as much, you know, effectiveness as everyone else, but pretty good. You know, yeah. they weren't awful. I think you're being a bit kind there, to be honest, because um, <laughs> the only negatives that I really had were, were those two as well, and. Um, in a game like that, it's really hard to 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 pick apart how someone has played because it's just so gritty and and um you know get the ball forward at all costs. It doesn't really highlight people's skills, but but one thing that it did highlight was the fact that that Palmer and Kerridge were struggling to handle the ball, um much like they would in the in the dry is what they were yeah, showing, particularly Kerridge. Um, they didn't. They didn't really have a big impact with tackles. Uh, both of them. I'm just looking at the stats. Have two tackles credited to them each. Um, Kerridge had. Uh, the, they both put one out of the set shots that were weren't particularly difficult uh, out of the full. And yeah, I, I know Kerridge did kick that one at the end, um, which really put it the. It was already. It was already a foregone conclusion, but he put the the result beyond doubt as well. Um, yeah, which the was players nice. didn't know it was foregone at that point. Yeah, they might not have. They were pretty excited by the goal. Um, but, yeah, I see what you mean. And um, it's an interesting question whether or not they get uh, left in the side for, for this next game. I, I can't really... I think the wet weather suited them in particular because neither of them are particularly quick, but they will get to yeah. contests and they are decent-sized bodies. But they didn't they didn't make use of the, uh, the way that the wet sort of brings out their advantages like other people did. So yeah, yeah tough. I was going to sort of leave their um their their pace and stuff to talk about next week because I'm of the opinion one of them's got to go. Yeah, we need speed. Yeah, I think I I might have posted in there where someone had suggested as uh, for changes for the next game that 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 either one or both of them would be dropped and and I I responded saying look I don't think bots would drop people who've come into the um come in after one game but the more I think about it the more I'm kind of leaning towards that as well, given what Gold Coast did um, against and how they played, the speed that they, that they ran and played at against uh, Hawthorne. But, um, if, it would be funny, though, if that was Gold Coast's grand final game. So, like, Essendon had their grand final against Hawthorne and Gold Coast had their grand final against Hawthorne and Hawthorne are just going to be, like, sitting there copping everyone's grand finals because now they're <laughs> average, not great. <laughs> uh, I don't think many people have complained about that, to be honest with you. <laughs> It was fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I, I didn't get to see the game, but um, checking the scores, I was like, yeah, am I in, like, bizarro land? What the hell is happening? There's so many crazy results over this weekend. Um, oh, my footy would have been shit. I, I, got, I would have got them all right last week, and then this week it would have been terrible. My neighbour was complaining to me about that. He, he came up to me last week uh, after the after the round finished, and he's like, hey, I tipped nine, you know, this and that. And this week, with a very different very different outlook on the tipping. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, all right. Well, so, look, uh, I think it's a natural segue into um, into next week's game. So, we've got, uh, as we said earlier, at Eddie Had, hopefully under a uh, closed roof. Actually, no, I take that back. Hopefully, we open up the roof and the heavens also open up. And <laughs> just as badly as <laughs> this week. Uh, it's 14th versus 11th. Uh, we being 14th, them being 11th. 
at uh, 7.25 Eastern Time on Saturday at Eddie Had Us versus the Suns. Uh, 21 and a possible shower is the long-term um, uh, weather outlook at the moment, so maybe we'll get lucky. So, um, yeah, obviously Gold Coast coming off that massive win against Hawthorne where they just ran and ran and ran, um, ran circles around what seemed like a stationary Hawthorne team. Uh, that pace is going to be an issue. Oh, that pace is massively going to be an issue. That was my concern. I think anyone, if we've got listeners, will recall me saying last week about the Essendon game, is uh, that that was my worry, was mm. their pace. Because Richmond did it to us. When they got when they sort of got on top of it, their pace is when they sort of broke the game open, just running down the field. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and that, uh, I had another little theory there that I also posted that was talking about the the lower number of tackles that we've been uh, sort of having each week. Uh, I think that's something a little bit to do with us being a bit of a slower side. Um, and you know, if you if you can't catch your opponent, that's a bit hard to tackle them. Um, Ball movement's got a lot. Oh, we've been tackling with, with wet noodle arms. Like, how many times they like? Not only can we not catch them when they run off, but when they run through our zone, our zone yeah. is falling apart because we go to tackle them and go, "Oh no, they're gone." That, My wet noodle arms weren't strong enough. That's a stat I would love to see: is either a missed or ineffective <laughs> tackle. I was just thinking <laughs> the wet noodle arms that. Yeah, no, wait, how many, the, the, the AFL that, that, that should the, be how like many wet noodles? The pre-game. Unchampion data. <laughs> <laughs> Unchampion. That's an idea. Put that one away. That'd be a very, very good website. I think people would love that one. We use some of the most ridiculous. Oh, you know who would be a star on on that website? Who's that? Joe Danaher. <laughs> it should be the splash page, the home page. Yeah, he's um. He he could be like the poster child of unchampioned data. <laughs> this is uh, possibly at the start of a fantastic enterprise. Uh, Peyton Penny, yeah. copyright, whatever. Yeah, and Sean, Sean Greek too. <laughs> That's right. It's like um, it'd be like uh, have you ever visited um, Uncyclopedia? Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely, it's, it's, it's amazing. For those who don't know, it's like Wikipedia except complete rubbish, made up crap. Hilarious. <laughs> Um, so anyway, back to the game. Um, yeah, like I would love to see a stat on how many missed tackles or, or ineffective tackles uh, a team does because I think that um, would provide a fair bit of insight into what the issues are with regard to tackling. All, all, we, do, all we keep track of now or we're presented with is just how many tackles were made. Um, but yeah, so Sun's pace definitely going to be an issue. And that's, this goes back to what you were talking about earlier, um, Happy Dude. Palmer and Kerridge, the two they were the two ins along with Williamson uh last mm-hmm. game. So both not being express pace, uh both being questionable with their um disposal and or decision making. Uh against the Suns, it's a bit of a liability, um, to be honest. And and as much as I, I love the effort Kerridge puts in and, and uh, I got nothing against Palmer whatsoever, I just think that uh, it's probably not a great match for them to be Playing in, who do you who do, who would you like to see drops from those two or anyone else, and who do you want to see coming in? Mm, it's a bit hard because I don't really know what their instructions were for the game, so I don't know who played their role the best. Yeah. So without inside knowledge like that in such a scrappy affair, it's sort of hard to pick um, which one of them should should go out. Yeah, true. I mean, I think it's fairly so. Someone else could correct us here, perhaps in the uh, in the uh, podcast thread. I was under the impression they were just playing as midfielders. 
Um, they weren't necessarily tagging. They might have had a matchup. They didn't spend any particular period of time in the forward line that I could tell. Um, it seemed like they were just playing as mids. So yeah, but you don't know that. what the instruction is being in oh, the middle. Sure. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, you know, Look, with this... a position these days isn't just a position anymore. Look, I know it sounds really good, all that sort of stuff, but but this is this podcast has never been about accuracy and realism. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're just talking. I'm trying something different. Well, you know what? You're you trying to try... freshen it up. Try something different. You start your own podcast, all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> with with blackjack and. Hookers <laughs> and unchampionship data. Um, well, uh, so, so, so uh, happy, happy dude, happy dude. You, looks like you um, followed Port. Did you go to the game on Saturday? I have to work Saturdays this year, so uh, no, okay. I did not. I wish, but that's normally the one I go to. And um, yeah. when I go, just sort of fill people in. When I do go to those sort of VFL games, um, I don't I don't buy alcohol at AFL games, but I buy alcohol at VFL games because it's much cheaper, <laughs> and players can hear you when you sledge them. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> so I, I get. So you're not a reliable source. No, and no, um, when, when, when we when, played uh, Port Melbourne games uh, against Preston in Preston, I used my Carlton membership to get into the game for free, and um, then, and then the put on my Port Melbourne jumper, <laughs> and then because I know the Carlton players' names, they cop a bit more than other team players <laughs> sort of do. <laughs> so no, I'm not the most reliable because I I I can't I I can't come at cheering Preston um in the VFL even though they're not called Preston anymore. It just doesn't feel right. I grew up playing for Preston. True story. Oh, poor bastard. Mm. We were right. So you were bullied. Well, yeah. no, just uh, the, the Preston Football Club. Um, yeah, yeah I have, I, I, that was like under 12s before we moved away from Melbourne, so I have no idea what affiliation or non-affiliation they had. Yeah, it's like, uh, like, like Port Melbourne Colts. They're like the junior footy club. Oh, there you go. It's not associated with Port Melbourne Borough. Yeah, okay. Cool. All right. Well, so um, thanks for nothing on that, uh, Happy Dude. What do you yes. think, Blue Gum? Who should we have in and out? Well, oh, oh, everyone's talking about, oh, like, okay, so Kerry and Palmer, I, I, I would lose because they're not fast enough mm-hmm. for Eddie Head and against Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. But I'm still not sure who comes in because the options would be Charlie, um, Paulson, who, who else? Uh, with, I mean, there's always a chance that uh, Cunningham could get a call up. Um, oh, yes, Fisher yeah, being yes. the other one as well. Yep, yep, yep. What's going on with um Sumner? Ah, uh, yeah, good question. He he played the last BFL match, and um, if I recall, he he might have kicked a goal uh, or two, one of them pretty nice in the highlights. Uh, but was generally didn't get a lot of the ball. Um, and uh, it was perhaps a little bit of an underwhelming game. Uh. We had uh, Graham got a massive amount of it, as per usual, in the VFL. Um, again, not a quick player, though. Uh, and I believe Fisher... He's a, and, he's um, a VFL superstar. Yeah, Graham. I feel so bad for the guy because he obviously puts so in so he's, much. He's, he's a very natural, smart footballer, too, but he's, his body isn't big enough for his pace. That's his problem, yeah. I feel. Ha, he's not no, big enough to be slow. No, no one stand out. Um, ability or characteristic to his game, I think, is is the big issue there. He's not quick. He's not elite ball use. He's not um, explosive sort of agility. Yeah. You know, he can uh, just do a bit yeah, of everything. Yeah, I, well. I feel like if yeah, I, I feel like if he was a bit bigger, 
he'd be able to shake off tackles. And he's a smart footballer. He finds space well, and he can put it to good space advantage for us, which is a big thing for me in sport, is protected space. And he's really good at that. But he's not strong enough to sort of push off the opposition and get to the ball and get it out of there. Mm. But then he's not quick enough to be as little as he is diving, you know, dodging people and running out of packs and breaking away into the space. Like, he's just... I think if it was 1990, he would be a very good footballer, very good AFL footballer. Yeah. But yeah. uh, unfortunately, it's not. So I, I don't really see him getting a call up and uh, watch me get egg on my face come Thursday. But I don't really see him as being part of the picture there. Um, but yeah, so Paulson and Fisher both had very good games in the VFL, from what I hear. And then one of them, I can't remember which. I should look this up, but I can't be bothered. Um, one of them actually did get a fair bit of the footy, maybe 25, 26 disposals or something as well. So that um, was Paulson. Paulson, yeah, yeah I thought so. Oh. Might have a finger on the pulse. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ding, ding. That one, uh, come see Happy Dude at, uh, where are you playing? Oh, never mind. Um, uh, all, all, all good pubs. <laughs> all good pubs. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a really good question. Um, I guess we've got to assume that Charlie Kerno is out for maybe a couple of weeks. Uh, the injury information will come out tomorrow, probably the same time, time this, uh, podcast does. So, um, just going off him having some hamstring or quad soreness, he won't get up. Assuming that being the case, then um, I'd like to see one of those young guys come in for perhaps either Palmer or Kerridge. Uh, or is there scope for someone else that needs to come out of the side? We've been talking about whipping boys lately on, on the uh, on the on the forum. White has been one of them. He, he had a relatively good game though. Um, yeah, but White's um um he's I don't mean it like he's a, a dirty player, but he's a mongrel type player. So wet weather football always suits um, Simon White. Yeah, that's a fair argument to make. Yeah, I don't know. So perhaps, perhaps he might be. It would seem very strange to drop Simon White after a good game, though. Um, yeah, no, I, don't, I can't see him being dropped. I'm not. A, I'm not his biggest fan, but I don't hate on him. Um, mm. But those conditions we played in suit his style of footy. Uh, quite well. He's pretty good body on body. He's not afraid to run at the ball, and he's great at doing like a punch spoil rather than an um, intercept mark. And all of that is what you do when you're playing in the wet. The other interesting one too, which I haven't seen anyone talking about just yet, um, Andrew Phillips got upgraded back to the uh, off the long term injury list, and he also played in the VFL. And by all accounts, was uh, a head and shoulders <laughs> above above the rest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll be opening for uh, um, Happy Dude at all the clubs. Um, and, uh, <laughs> he, he, he warms the crowd up, apparently. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Um, They're still not laughing much when I come on. <laughs> uh, Bolton, Bolton's shown that he, he likes to play the two rucks. So Could uh, Levi be on the way out? Well, that's... With his butterfingers this year. So many questions. I don't know. It, it, like, Phillips took a, a few good marks in the forward line. It looked like he was spending a fair bit of time there. Yeah. He does seem seem to me like a, a, a decent forward. He he can take contested grabs and he's a good set shot. So why wouldn't you play him forward when uh, he's not rucking? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think uh, I don't think anyone's really going to have a, a, a solid... Uh, idea of, of the changes that are going to be made this week. So, But one thing's for sure... You know what is, I reckon the best change will be for us? No, hit me. Out G. Ablett. <laughs> that, that would be it. Or, or just in G. Ablett from a couple of weeks ago. That would be great. So, <laughs> he didn't start the year too well, but uh, absolutely yeah. smashed it last week. 
um, as did all of their smalls, and uh, they're, they're very speedy smalls. They all uh, ran circles, as I said, around Hawthorne, um, and I, I'm really not looking forward to that happening to us because they'll, if they made Hawthorne look slow, they'll make us look really slow. So, um, all right, well, let's. Yeah, but uh, Essendon made Hawthorne look unskillful. Yeah, that's true. I just think Hawthorne is slow and unskillful. Oh, okay. This year. When do we play them? Hopefully <laughs> soon. <laughs> the week after they come back into form. Okay, of course. <laughs> well, the week they do come back into form. Round uh, 22. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Um, all right, well, let's, uh, let's perhaps just uh, final thoughts on the upcoming game for the Suns. Anything that's uh, picked your interest uh, during the week from, from the Blues news as well. Uh, and uh, a tip for the, the game. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, I would have been confident about this one if they didn't just play so well. And the fact that we're playing it indoors, they just played really well. Eddie had and we haven't played Eddie had yet. It's also another disadvantage for us. I reckon they might get over us about twenty thirty points. Um, but if we can sort of kick straighter than we did this week, um, and sort of get off to a good start early, because they've shown that they're not the greatest team at starting off. Um, I cite their match against Brisbane. Um, if we can sort of get a jump on them early, we might be able to sort of hold them off. Yeah. So I think, I it think all it, comes down to that first 10 minutes, I think. Yeah, they're um, making sure that our defence is switched on straight away because the goals that they came by last week, I mean, Brandon Matera kicked six, um, Jack Martin three, and it was Tom Lynch kicked uh, two. And, you know, he was the only, the only real uh, big key forward who... Um, was really threatening. Uh, it was all of their smaller guys. Um, Aaron Hall took Miller, uh, Braden Fiorini, who seems like quite a good young player, and uh, Ablett, of course, goal kicker. So we've got to make sure that those smalls don't get off the chain straight away, as you said. I didn't realise it was their smalls that were kicking all their goals because I don't really pay attention to Hawthorne or Gold Coast. Um, I just saw <laughs> the, the sort of scoreline. But um, if it was their smalls, I believe the best defence against small attacking forwards is team defence, not giving them the space and allowing them to sort of get that breakaway is how you stop small forwards because these days you can't just tag them out of the game because small forwards have good goal sense and can just snap things out of their ass, you know. Mm. And, and, um, and that is one of our strengths. And, yeah, so um, if we can sort of pull off a good team defence to not allow them free run with small forwards, then we can sort of restrict their goal scoring. But if they're going to sort of um, get us on the turnover on half back and get a breakaway sort of speed off us down the down the midfield or wing or whatever, um, then they'll be in good scoring position. Our midfield's got to be defensive, do some of the defensive stuff too, because otherwise those smalls will get access to the ball. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> yep. they'll be switched on like they were like last week. That that was good. Yeah, for sure. Um, having said all that, Tom Lynch definitely still a big threat. He took, uh, I'm just looking at the stats from the last game, took seven marks, three of them contested. Um, uh, it said only, only two it marks inside 50, though. So he's definitely getting up the ground and, and uh, being a threat there. But he, he did manage to uh, have five shots on goal, kick two goals. So big issue there, big job for Rowie. But Rowie's held, uh, who's he played against so far? Majority game has been uh, Rewalt, who kicked one, I think. Uh, and then Hogan, who kicked none, and now uh, th- that tall, mustachioed, useless one who's kicked one. Um, 
So he's doing a great job one on one with defenders so, uh, against his key position forward opponents. So hopefully that he form beat, continues. He beat a sook, a thug, and a bean pole. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. Uh, which what's what do you what would you call Lynch in a, in a word? I don't know. I haven't watched him play. He plays yeah. with Gold Coast. <laughs> a, a, a nobody. Uh, I'd call him a brute. To be honest with you, he's um, more than capable of taking huge contested marks against um, uh, someone the size of Rowie. So yeah, it's going to be a challenge. Um, all right, tips. Well, it's uh, final margin. Who's going to star? I already said um, more than likely Gold Coast get over us twenty to thirty points with um, with uh, Gary Ablett will probably star again trying to earn some that sweet sweet contract money <laughs> uh, and and a ticket back home um, yeah but I, I reckon Murphy will be solid again for us yeah nice one Blue Gum Carlton by six points because they'll have bought in to the game plan and want to follow it up again. And I reckon Plowman again will just back up. I like the sound of that. Um, you know what? I, I'm I'm going to tip Carlton. Um, I'm hoping that the Suns have expended a bit of uh, energy, both physical and mental, <laughs> in that. Um, uh, I thought about that. Finally getting but, out. Um, the, yeah. Yeah, I thought about that, and then I was like, but then how much energy did we just expend? <laughs> True, but we're also not flying into state. Um, so I'm hoping... Surely they just stay here, <laughs> like all week in a motel. Well, uh, actually, you know what? That wouldn't be a bad idea. I wonder if that's something they considered, but uh, I doubt that they did. Um, yeah. But yeah, look, I'm hoping that um, that, that sort of uh, thing works to our advantage, the home ground and uh, the, the travel side of things. And I'm still banking on the Suns being flaky, like uh, like the bipolar club of the AFL. And they'll just go on on a massive high, and they're about to duck down into a nice big low again. So um, I'm going to go with us in a close one, but uh, I think we'll come out with the uh, with the chocolates. And again, I'm looking for a big one from from our uh, back six. If if they if we're going to win, it's going to be because they have continued their uh, rich vein of form. All right, we'll leave it there. Uh, thanks so much for joining me again. Happy dude. Oh, uh, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and thank you so much again, Blue Gum. Thanks, Shandong. All right, cheers, everyone, for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Go Blues. Mr. Right.